Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening. This is the Collective Health and Wellness Podcast with Amen and Kat. We have a team of fitness and wellness coaches dedicated to helping you become a healthier, more productive version of yourself. Our mission is to provide you with information and opportunities to maintain a healthy lifestyle forever. Join us as we dive into our four pillars of health and wellness and give you ways to incorporate healthy, sustainable habits to last a lifetime. All right, here we go. So happy new year, everybody. We're back here with the Collective Health and Wellness Podcast. We have Jamie Free with us. Jamie is an affiliate owner for CrossFit. He's a nutrition coach and has been around the sport for 10 plus years now and is a pretty good athlete himself. Um, But Jamie, we want to talk today about um, nutrition and movement. So um, the four letter word that everybody talks about around the holidays is diet. And uh, just want to get your take on maybe some misconceptions that people have about, you know, nutrition plans and things to sort of steer clear of when they're looking for one. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said, like, like we've talked about before is diet is like right on par with the F word, uh, the S word and all those bad words that you don't really want to say. Um, there's such a negative connotation to it. So, um, you know, I think that anytime you're looking at changing your food, changing your nutrition, I think it comes down to making sure you can be consistent with it rather than, you know, I'm going to do it for this short amount of time to get to my goal and then, you know, go from there. So consistency and making sure that it's something that's sustainable would be, would be what I would look for. Yeah. And so what do you tell your folks that come to you in terms of if I come to you and say, I need to, you know, drop 20 pounds in six weeks, my, my son's getting married and I need to fit in this dress. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, tying anything to a number on a scale is, is a dangerous, dangerous way to wade into the water. Um, I think that, you know, if, if the person that is coming to me, if we can do a body fat analysis and, and understand what's going on in their body in terms of their breakdown of muscle fat, you know, water, et cetera, we can really affect the body fat and whatever that body fat gets down to at her healthiest, whatever that weight is, that's where you should be, you know? So the weight is not the variable is not the consistent there. You know, the, the weight is, could be whatever, like I could weigh 185 pounds or 205 pounds, but if my body fat was the same at both of those, then I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. So if someone comes to me and says 20, I need to lose 20 pounds, they're 170 pounds. And we get down in six weeks to let's just say 165. So she lost five pounds in six weeks. She's probably looking at that being like, well, I didn't succeed, but she fits into that dress. Right. Well, did we succeed? Absolutely body composition changed. So I think people worrying about the number on a scale is going to catch them into a a darker hole than, than anything else. Yeah. And that number on the scale can, can be deceiving sometimes too. I have a lot of clients that will, you know, weigh themselves constantly um, and, and think that, you know, food and exercise is affecting, you know, the weight on the scale from the next day, not understanding that, you know, your body chemistry just doesn't respond that quickly and you're not, you know, growing fat cells in a, overnight, you know, from a piece of pizza and things like that. Um, <clears throat> how do you talk to your clients about restriction? Well, honestly, the only time I take food away from someone is if they have an allergy to it. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, when it really comes down to it, if their body isn't reacting well to it, then we have to remove it. But if 
that doesn't mean a whole food group. So a lot of people are removing whole food groups. You know, I'm going keto, I'm going low carb, I'm going low fat, whatever that is. Eventually those foods are going to have to go back in. So if you're not learning how to manage that, then you're setting yourself a disadvantage after those, after however long you're going to cut that out for. So, you know, if say you cut carbs for eight weeks and then all of a sudden you, you put them back in, you're going to go right back to where you were because you didn't yeah. learn you didn't teach your body how to utilize them. You just remove them and then put them back. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people too, that just start getting into, um, you know, healthy eating or trying to maybe lose weight are going to start counting calories. Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of people, um, at least I do that are coming to me at a huge deficit, right? They're at mm -hmm. 900, a thousand calories a day. Um, what do you typically do for them to try to get them back on track? Well, at first I have to, they have to understand their bodies and, and, and we have to, before you can get intuitive with it, you have to learn, you know, you have to learn what your body does. If you don't know what your body does, how can you be intuitive with your food? You know? So what I try to do is help them understand that slowly adding calories back in to get to a point where their body needs to be. So say they're eating 900 calories where every two weeks I'm adding 200 calories so they can get up to that 15 to 1700 calories, uh, which is where they should be, you know, or theoretically where mm -hmm. someone should, um, it's gotta be a slow ad and it's gotta be something that the, the individual buys into because otherwise they're going to be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm a pound up and you know, after two days and I, I can't do this. Um, I also take away scales. So I, I tell them no weighing except for my office. Yeah, I like that too. I, there's different schools of thought about, you know, weighing every day to sort of understand how your, how your body reacts to things. And then there's other schools of thought where you just weigh, you know, every two weeks or every check-in and things like that. And I definitely lean towards the latter as well. Um, I find that people love to self-diagnose when, you know, mm -hmm. that food, food that they eat equates to something on the scale. And then they are, then they just become some kind of clinician that they're not um, and, and, and sort of devise their own plan from there. So I like, I like that strategy also. Um, well, our, our job is everyone's hobby. True. True. Yeah, you're right. Cause anyone can do it, right. You can go online and get a yeah. macro calculator and, and try to figure it out. But, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, like the mental piece of that. And when we talk about restriction, um, or when people punish themselves for maybe going off track or, spending eight hours on the treadmill because they had a piece of birthday cake. Um, how does, how do you incorporate that into your training with your clients? Honestly, food, food should never be a punishment or, or a reward. So, you know, you can't look at food as like, Oh, I worked out extra hard today. I get to eat a donut or I get to have a piece of cake or I ate a piece of cake. Now I'm going to have to go work out. Like you just said, um, if looking at food as a punishment or a reward, then, you're really kind of missing the point of what it is. Like one meal is never the reason any of any of thing, any of your progress goes away. It's the consistency of poor eating that causes you to, to backslide or essentially, I, I call it snowballing. You know, people like, mm. All right, we're, we're down the hill, might as well keep going. So it just gets bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, you know, the problem is not just your problem anymore. It's actually your, your whole nutrition is poor. Yeah. Yeah. I get that too with clients where they'll have, you know, a celebration or something and they'll want me to check in with them sooner than later after that celebration to make sure that they don't kind of spiral 
out of control because some people just have a really hard time once they indulge a little bit, they get, you know, those cravings come back or, or whatever happens, mm -hmm. you know, between their ears and then they can snowball pretty quickly into, into something that now has become consistently not great. Well, and I think that's the, the coach understanding the, the, uh, the client and the client understanding themselves. So if you're like, all right, this is a trigger food for me. And by trigger food, I mean, like, if I have one, I'm going to have all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, some people can't have a bite. Some people can't have a slice. They need to have everything. So at that point, I may remove a food mm -hmm. because cause damage for multiple days, you know, to a week. And, and that's not, that's going to hurt their progress more than, you know, doing something different you know, not having that bite and not snowballing. Right. So at that, we just all need to understand, like the client needs to understand themselves. I need to understand the client and what their needs are and kind of go from there. Yeah. Okay. So as we tackle the new year and people have um, a bunch of options in terms of <clears throat> goal setting and social media is bombarding them with you know, fasts and diets and cleanses and things like that. Like, what do you think people should, should focus on to, to sort of steer clear of some of that stuff and, and to help them reach their goals? I mean, I honestly, I think setting daily goals for themselves, um, simple stuff, stuff to get a win, you know, things like that are going to allow them to start the day on a positive note, rather be like, well, I didn't make my bed today and game's over. Like, you know, I think that if you have a structure that you're going to follow and that is a daily thing, we're not looking at the long-term goal. We're looking at daily wins. And if you can win the day, then that's going to, that's going to snowball. So the snowballing can be good or bad. So I think that small habits like, Hey, I'm going to have vegetables with all my meals today. You know, little things like that are going to create a better habit. And, and make you feel accomplished if you, if you obviously, if you do it, then being like, all right, well, in, in a month, I need to be down 10 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I've seen these uh, daily habit planners too, like a big graphic where there's like one day, uh, every day of the year is carved out in a shape and you color it in if you sort of hit your goals. And I think that's mm -hmm. a nice visual way for people to sort of stay on track and they can see, you know, that 80, 20, hopefully, at 80% of the time, you know, the, those shapes are filled in and not. So, um, well, yeah, we definitely, maybe, maybe you run into this too, um, with your clients is like, they, they expect to be perfect. Um, I'm not perfect on my food and I do this for a living. So I don't expect perfection from anyone. Like you said, the 80, 20 rule. I mean, for people just starting out, that's a great way to look at it because it gives you grace. And most people need grace. They don't know they need grace, but they need grace. Yeah. I feel like people are a lot, uh, very hard on themselves. And then mm -hmm. they've sort of lost before they even got any momentum. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So we, we talked before too, like patience, right. That's mm -hmm. patience and grace really important when you're starting something new and uh, just take little baby steps, little bites. Um, <laughs> no pun intended, but to get those, build those daily habits and <laughs> consistency. Um, so I really appreciate Absolutely. your time, Jamie, we're going to get you back on to talk about some other stuff because you've got a wealth of knowledge in, in lots of areas. Um, but for now, we'll add in the show notes, your contact information. If people want more uh, info on your nutrition coaching um, or want to talk to you about your CrossFit career and, and things like that, we'll hook them up. Sounds good. I appreciate okay. having me on. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Thank you.
Thanks a lot for listening. We appreciate your support. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating. If you'd like to leave direct feedback, leave us a comment on our YouTube channel, Collective Health and Wellness Corporate. Wishing you all the best this week, and we'll talk to you next time.